Welcome to season 4 of fightboard.fm. Today we're going to interview Kalyani Tapkari, product designer at Twitch. Kalyani is a hybrid designer and she's a genius at blending traits from the physical world into digital experiences. Kalyani did her bachelor's from NID Ahmedabad and eventually pursued a master's from Parsons School of Design, which is absolutely terrific. Because she has studied from such fabulous places and she's working at a terrific company, there is a lot to learn from her and this entire interview is extremely insightful. So without wasting any further time, let's get started. This is your host Ansh Mehra and you are tuning in to season 4 of fightboard.fm. Kayani, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so, when we were going through your entire website, we were completely blown away the kind of work that you've been doing. And I think the most fascinating part was that you did your bachelor's in design from NID Ahmedabad, which is individually a big big achievement, and then you pursued a master's in design from Parsons. There's a long journey between these two checkpoints. Can you tell us why you took that transition and what all did it take to make that transition possible? Yeah, so in NID I studied product design and a lot of work that I did even in NID didn't fit in like what one would call product design or what I at that time thought product design entails. Uh I was very interested in crafts. I did a lot of work with which was not necessarily like designed for manufacturing when it comes to industrial or like tap tangible products and uh, so i we had this really we, we had this really amazing class where we were introduced to arduino and you know just we just played with technology and that was the time when um, they had this theme for because mangalyan had just launched and they had this space related theme and in general it was just a really fun course and uh, it made me realize that i really like working in like these overlaps of it's sort of this it's sort of that and you're mixing few tools uh so that was one one thing but i didn't know what like i just knew not this i also worked as a senior ux designer in honeywell which is again like a b2b and like very specific to uh, that 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 org and that line of business within honeywell uh but then it just like made me realize that i do want to study and i do want to explore some of these spaces that i didn't get to fully so i was always sure that i want to do masters uh the question is where i applied to a bunch of schools and there was like again like very <laughs> complex and sometimes not in your hand sort of decision criteria for choosing sometimes your master courses can be really exploratory or they can be uh, more focused i definitely wanted something exploratory and parsons mfa design technology did that it had like a lot of courses a lot of classes within it uh, from different disparate elem- like spaces within design and technology i also just thought the like the thought of being in new york and being in like part of that whole system was very exciting for me and another place i really looked at was rca but dun and rebi that i hope to work with had come to the new school uh, parsons uh, a few years back so that's also played a role and parsons offered me the highest scholarship so it reduced my loan amount significantly making everything like 
affordable for me. So that's how I landed there. That's awesome. When we were going through your entire website, I read this statement. It said that you say that you draw, solder, stitch, and design interfaces, and you wouldn't consider yourself as a specialist. Why not? Because that's a very common debate whether you should be a generalist or a specialist. So, what are your views on that entire debate? Yeah, I mean, in that case, I'm like to each his own or her, her own because it's it depends on like your liking and your design, like how your creative process works. And what I meant by that statement was also the fact that I like to work in these overlaps, and I like enjoy that sort of that sort of space. Uh, so that a lot of like my education has made me like not fit in a cookie cutter profile, and I've had like trouble uh, explaining some of like why I do this and why I like it. So then I just accepted like I'm not I'm not a specialist. Very often you get this like. thing that you need to have like lots of skills and then one deep skill that's a good thing and a lot of times industry needs it honestly but as a creative professional what would i like to do perhaps not that i also think uh, accepting that i'm a generalist or accepting that i don't know the space entirely makes me or one hopes to be more humble when you're approaching and that's the case even when you work as a product designer uh you have to work with subject matter experts you work with your pms and ems because it's not that you know the space entirely well so yeah i think that's that's one of the reasons i chose to talk about myself i was just like this is i've accepted this now that's actually good because you identified what your experiences have taught you i think that's a very important skill you spoke about already you know you spoke about you know experimenting with technical things so there are a lot of engineers who want to design and then there are a lot of designers who wish to understand the technical aspect of whatever that they are making what is your advice on recognizing these overlaps because you figured that skill of you know finding that intersection and how do we expand if we are good at one thing how do we expand our knowledge you know from just design to all these small small technical things yeah i think I'm seeing more hybrid things now than I did before, and I think our as products and experiences get more complex, we'll need more such people who can the be the bridge between like design and technology or other spaces. One thing is, I think a lot of things are skill like you have to go through that painful process of just learning a new skill, and that can be scary and it's frustrating, especially like when you're learning code. And I think as a product designer, I don't need to be able to write code in most spaces but having some understanding of it helps in understanding technical limitations and my constraints better but if you want to work in a space where you're playing with arduino and you know like some physical computing stuff then i think just learning it and playing with it and doing things always helps and the same goes for someone who wants to do design i think you just have to like it's learning by doing as we say but it's scary like it's the- yeah it is and i think like that always like breaking it into smaller tactical projects i think that gives a sense of achievement or i i've also seen that when i just decided to learn like something when i wanted to just learn javascript i could not but when it was a project based thing where i knew i want to move this thing this way then it 
helped me a lot better and a lot more and it made that process a lot more enjoyable and i also think that it's just how much you want to learn you know if you're not enjoying it after a point and if you're not if it's not giving you the joy you need it's okay to not not do that true your designs revolve around portals to alternate worlds which is a very very fascinating subject because i am i always read about this alternate parallel universes and all these different things what is your purpose behind this entire designing new realities subject like why would you pursue that what interests you there yeah that's a good question yeah i think one of the things masters does to you is it makes you realize spaces you were not really interested in uh, and tells you like oh you're actually interested in this space so i think i got really interested in speculative design or critical design as a part of that and when I mean I think that like so many parts of our lives uh, are like constructed and we don't even question them like why do I have to eat three times a day or why are there five days in a week or why do we wear things a certain way so these are all like social or customs and like these are constructions that are you know they they, they can be designed differently and I think that when you work on like these new realities per se you start questioning your own reality and it's not even new all the time in the sense that other spaces or other people or other communities may have existed a certain way and may still do but you are not part of that so these are like they just exist somewhere else so i think that's i like that because i think it makes us question our own assumptions about the world and i say portals because primarily the way i've done that is through objects either physical or digital and like objects again they tell you a lot more about that world than you could in other ways uh, so they become like portals to that world or doors that open to that world but you spoke about biases and constructs and i believe that most of our constructs came from our upbringing the more you stay with your parents the more you listen to these things and they become a part of your personality so how do you rewrite those constructs how do you remove the bad ones and install new constructs yeah i mean i think it's it's multiple things like even like one of my projects i worked on calendars and that whole thing was why do we why do we follow gregorian calendars and like is that the only way to measure time and what are and then when you start looking at things you realize so many so many bizarre things have happened in the world of calendars like the french calendar for example was like they decided that we want to use metric calendar so there were 10 months and 10 days and 100 seconds and that thought is unfathomable right right now like you cannot imagine systems just like changing uh but they had changed and they worked and they were implemented in the world and part of this conversation is like you said it's recognizing what's like constructed and the moment you recognize it's constructed i think it becomes easier to deconstruct it or change it until then you just accept it as like the foundation of your life and you won't necessarily won't you wouldn't be able to do anything about it until you know it's constructed true and when you soon realize that most realities are constructed and they are very subjective how do you pick the best reality because all these the, even the construct of time is very subjective so how do you choose which construct is best for me yeah i think 
it's not so much about choosing best as much as storing all the things that are there and like you said it might be individual but at least through the work that i'm doing i like sometimes just just showcasing that there are so many other lets you realize that oh it's not just like one approach looking at this thing there are multiple so even in the work i i don't want to pick one and say this is the best but the idea is that we show these diverse realities and present people with sort of options for the lack of a better word of what what can be a reality but then how do you do that because to keep parallel realities next to each other and not be biased about them it's a very difficult skill people are always biased towards one construct yeah no but it's also accepting bias right like in i mean i think what the way i, I like in this case i'm talking let's say specifically about like speculative design or critical design where you where you where you're talking about alternate realities or alternate universe or worlds so if i'm talking about food then it might mean that food habits are very different for that world they might be eating things you're not eating or they might be eating at different times or their preparation is different so it tells you a lot more about that world and it's not so much about choice but like when you're talking about future for example you, you feel like there's only one way you to go forward uh, which is portrayed by let's say popular media or policies but when you explore these things you realize there's so many other ways like could we be eating invasive species could we be eating uh, insects could we like maybe we all go vegan what what route to take but when you explore all of them it gives you a better understanding of the problem and then depending on like you said like depending on who you are or what community you are part of you choose a certain yeah like you work towards that certain future or reality you spoke about did you say speculative design yeah can you explain what that is that's the first time i'm hearing this oh so it's like um very hard job to explain like these design disciplines but uh it's this design discipline which is primarily focused on designing for the future and there are lots of like keywords within that like design fiction which is one of the ways you can do it which is you're creating fiction around a specific object or specific reality or specific world or critical design which is which is again a like speculative designs also critical design in the sense that it makes you question your own assumptions and reality and, and yeah it you look at design with a critical eye it's not just for like made for industry or mass consumption all right that's pretty cool actually all right so because you have explored all these things most of these things are difficult to understand from the outside of course all of these different strategies and all these subjects are very intimidating so what would be three free yet extremely powerful resources for someone who is just entering design and someone who wants to work at a company like twitch what what route should they follow to you know learn this field of design i've actually found podcasts to be extremely useful i listen like i discovered this design matters podcasting like 2015 which was pretty late uh, or 14 but it it just blew my mind and i i just i just really loved it and yeah so i think podcasts are a great source uh design matters scratching the surface um design better podcast these are all like they're different they focus on different kind of people but they're good 
I think I know that Design This Way uh, is also another podcast about Indian creative professionals. I found that also really found that to be really good as well. And this Near Futures Laboratory is interesting if someone is interested in speculative design. I've also found a bunch of uh, these mentorship platforms where uh, someone who's just entering design is able to uh, connect with people who've been working in the industry. Maybe for a chat, you can do portfolio review, whatever you want. ADP list or design lab. And I found that to be helpful as well. Like I wish I knew this uh, because you have so many misconceptions about what a specific design discipline entails and it really clarifies and just industry knowledge is always helpful and I think books I know books are not free but I think design when everybody designs is a good book the specific specific to UX you have a lot more like don't make me think or uh, design of everyday objects everyday things actually or silicon values is again like you look at technology with Critically, it's not just like, oh, technology, amazing, and I'm going to use it. But what what value is it bringing in and what value is it taking out of my life? Awesome. I think we will put all the links in the description. Mm-hmm. We collect all these resources. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll send it to you. Cool. So as designers, feeling energetic and being in a state of flow is really important for our work. How do you manage your energy and, you know, different states of mind? How do you maintain that state of flow? Yeah, I honestly I feel like it's it's kind of a myth in the sense that if flow state of flow is important, but think of design also as a muscle. And like if you are working out, you want to keep pushing yourself, and you you want like you want to start you know trying to pick more weight, and that process is painful. Like this idea that design process is going to like in the flow and it's going to make you feel like is this really pleasant thing I found that to be completely untrue and I feel like I want to tell people because I was like maybe I'm doing something wrong but you're not and it's just like you just have to go through it's like a muscle and you're practicing it and it gets stronger as you go back having said that I also know that maybe like you do need like that sort of focused time and that like that sort of space where you are able to uh hold a lot of thoughts together and I think that one of the ways I prefer to do it just I have really like a lot of rituals and I have a lot of like I'm definitely a morning person I have a certain ritual and so it immediately puts your mind into that it immediately indicates your mind hey like this is your time to do this and yeah I found that to be really helpful have a ritual towards my work awesome that makes a lot of sense I mean, these were the most important questions that we had, but I'm pretty sure that a lot of people will learn from just these few minutes that you've spent with us. I think there was a lot to learn here and I could pick a lot of things, you know, small, small things, and we can go really deep into each of these topics, but I feel that you've given enough to just allow us to search for all these things. But uh, yes, for those of you who are watching right now, I would strongly, strongly recommend you to check out Kalyani's work. I think it's extremely inspiring. And Kalyani, I hope that you keep doing terrific work. We are looking forward to see more stuff from you. And uh, we will put your social profiles in the description so that people can, you know, connect and see your work and get inspired. But uh, thank you so much for doing this, Kalyani. It was super, super good to host you and learn from you. And wish you 
all the very best for everything forward yeah thank you so much i'm really glad you all are doing it uh, having access to like people working in the field is a is humongous you just finished listening to an episode from whiteboard.fm Don't forget to follow our podcast because we are coming up with many more interviews that will help you accelerate your growth as an upcoming product designer. Check out our website whiteboard.fm to learn from our videos based on case studies and hiring processes at some of the most amazing companies in the world. This is your host Ansh Mehra signing out.